0: Even though COVID seems to have put a hold on much of our life, and church in particular, we want to shed light on the fact that the body of Christ is still at work helping to bring God's message of redemption and life to those around us. Today we get to hear from T.U. Vatel and Chris Zukin about the incredible Community Meals program. Community Meals is a truly homegrown effort to provide for the physical needs of people in the Dalles. Many different organizations and people are involved for a variety of reasons, but this is an amazing way for the body of Christ to take the love of Jesus to a community in need. Enjoy the podcast. Let's uh, start by talking about uh, the history of community meals.
1: Um, so, community meals has been in the Dalles for over 35 years, um I've been involved in it since about 1985, I think, or wow. 86. Um, it started off with the idea that people would just come together from various churches and have a meal together and invite others. And it was held at the United Methodist Church when it started. And gradually, over time, it became more and more of meals for people who needed meals for whatever reasons. And um, then it went from there, and it's continued on um, every weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for the last 36-whatever years. Um, It's never missed Uh, snowstorms, holidays. We've been through all of them. That's amazing. Uh, Movements from, they've moved to at least, 10 different places, I think, over the years. So, yeah, and it's still going on. But That's we've incredible.
2: been in this location at the St. Vincent de Paul building for at least the last 20 years.
1: I would say, yes. Maybe more. Yes.
2: Yeah. What's also interesting about this is it's a totally ad hoc group. There's no one group that dominates the serving or the hosting of the meals. It's most, if not all, of the churches in town – it's all of the um, the service groups, the Lions, the Rotary, the Kiwanis. It's families. It's the the Dalles Bar Association. It's wow. It's all all different groups who sign up and uh, plan a menu, prepare the food, serve it to the folks who show up. Mm-hmm. Anywhere from thirty to sixty people. You never know how many are going to show up. Mm-hmm. And then clean up afterwards.
0: That's amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah it's also businesses, of course. Yep. Um, the hospital has, I think, a couple of different uh, organizations from there that do it. Um, Cousins has done s- it. Yes, they have. Restaurants. Um, yeah. At I, I'm not sure, but I I know for at one time there were groups from this high school that did it. Mm-hmm. And, um, the community college. So it's yeah, it's it's such a widespread. Um, so many people, so many groups are involved in it, and it's all volunteer, all volunteer. There's no one paid. There's no staff. Um, people sign up and they do it. Yeah, no
2: That's... government money. I think it's a great. It's a real to me. It's a reflection of the true spirit of the Dalles. Mm-hmm. The Dalles is a very loving, giving community, and. Uh, I, I don't think there's many communities in the country, especially of this size, that would could sustain this type of outreach for 35 years, yeah. all volunteers. It's pretty amazing, actually. Yeah,
0: it really is. And I, I assumed that it was um, mostly just church-based, but it's amazing to hear you guys say that it's so many different people in the community who are reaching out to people in need. That mm-hmm. is really beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think one of the really important things there is that no one is ever asked, Why are you here? Mm-hmm. Do you really have a need? You know, uh, we just don't. Whoever comes to the door uh, gets to come in, gets a meal, hopefully gets to spend some time with other people. Um, but nobody is ever turned away. Um, it's just, it's open to anybody. Mm-hmm you know, we get, all. there's all kinds of people. There are people that obviously have um, maybe a number of problems with their lives, but there's people that come there just because that's their community. Hmm. A lot of those people maybe live by themselves. And at least those three times a week, if they come each, each time, they have a group of people that they know. They sit and chat and talk and um, it's community for them. And I think that's, just as important as the food. Absolutely. And uh, so when we're doing it, we encourage our people. um, It's a little difficult at times, but to go and sit and and visit with the people, get to know them a little bit. Don't just look at them as somebody you're giving a plate to. Um, It's not always easy to do, um, but we do encourage it with the people.
2: That's a very important element. Uh, You know, when new groups first uh, start doing the meal, you'll, you'll if, if you're there watching or helping, you'll notice that the serving, they'll all congregate in the kitchen mm-hmm. and then the guests are all out in the dining room. <laughs> and we, when T.U. and I do meals, we definitely encourage all those who are helping us, you know, once you've finished whatever job you're doing, go out and sit with that community, with that yeah. group, pick one or two people, just start up a conversation and they're eager to talk and meet you and and find out about you and tell you about themselves. So for Calvary, it's a great it's a great opportunity to fellowship mm-hmm. and talk about Jesus, and mm-hmm. that's why we're here. And it's a it's a it's a perfect opportunity for that because you've got this audience that's coming in to have a meal that you prepared, and, mm-hmm. and they want to they want to hear why you're here and why you did it. And uh, then when you're all done, they thank you for feeding them.
0: Uh, I love that challenge. That's. So many times we just drive by people as we're kind of driving around town and maybe it kind of looks like they are down on their luck, but we just, we drive past and then they're gone. They're in my rearview mirror. And I love that encouragement to sit and chat with somebody and and see the humanity in that person and really get to know who they are and maybe try to understand why they are in the situation that they're in. Mm
1: -hmm. And uh, of course, when you've been doing it for quite a number of years, you a lot of the people have been coming for many years mm-hmm. and then you might not see them for a while and then they come back and you say hey where you been and i think they're happy to see that you recognize them and and have missed seeing them um one of the things that i always tell groups <clears throat> from calvary um when they talk about well should we bring our children and i say to them absolutely right it's the Wonderful experience for the children, and to see that this is a way that we can serve. And we always like to refer to ourselves as the, as the hands and feet mm-hmm. of, of Jesus, and that's what we're doing. And um, as far as I've seen, the kids, particularly the ones who are maybe a little bit older, they are really taken in by it. They want to do it. They yeah. go, and very often they go, they'll go and talk to the people. That's neat. Yeah. So we like that. <laughs>
2: So, Joel, that uh, that image that you uh, brought up driving down the street, you see uh, this person who may be homeless or maybe mentally ill or maybe whatever, and you drive by after we've done this for You know, TU's done it since 1985. I started doing it about 20 years ago. Okay, I'm a newcomer, but you get to know these (laughs) folks, and they get to know you. And at a stoplight, they'll cross the street and they'll wave and say hi. That's great. uh, And if you see them in front of Safeway, they go, "Hey, how you doing?" And and they're no longer invisible to the community. They they now have a connection with the community, and they feel that. And um, I, I have I I would. I honestly say I've, I've developed two or three friends from that community wow. over the years yeah. who um, they seek me out, I seek them out, and we communicate on a fairly regular basis outside of the community. Mm-hmm.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah. What what have you seen over the years change as far as who comes in, um, who needs some help, who needs a meal? Um, and what sort of needs have you seen in people's lives? How is that kind of customer base "Quote unquote," changed over the years. Um, I'd
2: say over the last five or ten years, the numbers of uh, truly homeless have increased, yeah. and you know, and that mixture is always changing. I mean, people are homeless for a wide variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Probably, uh, there's a different reason for every individual. Yeah. Uh, you cannot lump them into uh, one group, yeah. but, um, some of those folks have mental illness. Some mm-hmm. of those folks have uh, substance abuse issues. Mm-hmm. Some of those folks are just homeless because, um, they are, mm-hmm. um, they just don't have the finances, uh, or the ability to, uh, uh, get a job and, and, and house themselves. Yeah. So, Um, I guess that's the big change I've seen. Not so much the mixture, but just the number of homeless has increased.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, It seems to me that a number of years ago, we used to have a lot more families with children that came Mm. um, quite regularly. And that seems to have um, more or less faded, I think. Mm. We hardly ever see children anymore. The other thing is <clears throat> a number of years ago, once the harvest started, we would get the families from there. Mm-hmm. But we really don't see that very much anymore. I think they're just taking care of where where they're working. Sure. Yeah. And uh but um it's yeah. Uh it it's interesting. Some some days you'll have a group of young people actually, y- younger people, and some days it's all um Well, it's sometimes really hard to know how old they are, (laughs) but um, certainly you wouldn't call them young. So it's such a mix. Yeah. Just as Chris said, you just never know. And it could be 30 and it could be 60. Yeah. And so um, when we we encourage our our people here at Calvary to, to take a meal and they ask, well, how many people? Well... You got to provide about sixty meals because you don't know how mm-hmm. many there's going to be, and you want to be sure that everybody gets fed. Yeah. So.
0: With, with such a organic structure to community meals, how have you managed to coordinate all these different groups three meals a week throughout the years?
2: Um, I keep a a calendar. And we have a website, and the calendar is on the website as well. So uh, I think I probably have 250 or 300 email addresses. And uh, once a month, I'll send out the calendar, mm-hmm. uh, which which um, uh, shows the open dates. Okay. And I'll ask uh, people to sign up for a date. I just sent one out last night for August. Okay. And um, so people... Email me or call me and pick a date and when they when we have an open date that no one uh selects then the 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 uh uh the board of directors uh uh
0: provides the meal okay yeah awesome
1: and so that's of course within the whole community mm-hmm. um uh calvary uh, does the meal once a month okay. Uh, for a number of years, we did it every other month, and then we decided that a church the size of Calvary really should step up and do it every month. Absolutely. And um, so that's something that um, I uh, try to put together. Um, we encourage all kinds of groups, and, and not talking about now, because right now, of course, things are very different. Mm. But before uh, before the whole COVID-19 um, we would put it, uh, we would put it in the emails, we would put it in the bulletins. Uh, we would, I would ask, I would be at the welcome desk and ask P- groups to sign up and we looked for, oh, Sundays, uh, certainly life groups, mm-hmm. Sunday school classes, um, uh, women's ministries, men's ministries, um, the staff, um, and so, um, some, Months were a little harder than other months to find someone to do it, and uh, so then we did a what I would call an all-church, where we just had a group of people that would come together. I would tell them what the menu was going to be. We would prepare the food, um, but we really um, encouraged groups that are together anyway to do this as as a way of service, because... Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes we do lack going out into the community and doing these kind of things. And so, um, but we are still doing it uh, once a month, even during the COVID.
2: The second Saturday of every month.
0: How has uh, COVID changed um, what you guys have had to do at Community Meals? Has it changed uh, who's coming to get meals? Um, Obviously, there's um, service changes you guys have had to make has it been difficult or has it been fairly easy to hurdle
2: um it's been fairly easy frankly at least i think it's been fairly easy so uh in the past we we've already always served the meal inside the building mm-hmm. um we have tables and chairs set up that will seat at least 50 people uh, we prepare the food in the in the kitchen which is rated as a commercial kitchen. Uh, bring the food out. Um, folks come by like a buffet line, pick up their food and sit down and eat. And that's when we have the opportunity before and after that to go out and sit and talk with them. With COVID, we cannot allow uh, people inside the building any longer. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, It's not big enough to distance folks. So we uh, serve the meal outside the front door. Mm-hmm. People come up to the door, we give them their meal and some water, and then they go out and we and then the next one comes up. So that's been a big change, but um it's relatively it's not difficult. We're still we're, we just have to pack, excuse me, <clears throat> package the meals in a in a clam shell or, yeah. a, or a bag. And as far as the the population, there have been some folks who uh are are or were regulars who are not coming now. Hmm. Um for whatever reason, I think it's a whole mixture. Sure. Um, but and and a much larger representation of again the homeless population where mm-hmm. uh, they're not getting food anywhere else, so they come to get food during the community meals.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, in in one sense, it's I think it's easier, but it's also harder because you have to think of a meal that will work well with being taken out mm-hmm. rather than just served there. Yeah. And so uh, we've done a variety of things uh, the last time because circumstances we actually purchase subway sandwiches mm-hmm. and we do have money in our budget to to do those kind of things and uh, other times we've done um we did hamburgers, hamburgers that we barbecued yeah. hamburgers we, we did hot dogs, hot dogs. we did mm-hmm. pulled pork yep a
2: couple weeks ago
1: and so there's a number of things that that can be done it's it's not difficult it really isn't and when people hear the numbers they get frightened mm-hmm. But there's really no reason for it, and you don't need a huge group I, I i often tell people you really don't need more than about seven or eight people because for one thing, you don't want somebody hanging around saying, "I don't have anything to do and not wanting to come back <laughs> yeah. again yeah. um but uh it's it's you have to ha- you need the heart for it you need to have the heart to see these people as someone that God loves and that needs something that we can give them mm. along with God's love. Amen and if you. you can see that, then it's not difficult.
0: That's wonderful. So the qualifications for being involved are very low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can you see people as God's creation and, and have a heart to love them?
2: Can you love them? And, and, then, and then provide one of the most basic human needs to them, food. Sure.
0: Absolutely. Very basic. Yeah, yeah. We have to be able to meet those needs. Just basic, like I'm hungry. I need a meal before we ever have the chance to to share Jesus with them. Right. Yep. Let's get them a full belly first. Yeah, that's great. Um, what are some needs that you might have um, at community meals that anybody listening could help out with?
2: Volunteers. Okay. That's the number one need. We need people who will take on a, a meal date and, uh, plan, prepare and serve that food. Um, we'll, we'll train them. We've got, we've got on the website, there's a couple how to, um, pages that explain how to, how to do the meal to you or I will, would be happy to come down and help the first time they mm-hmm. do it or walk them through it, uh, prior to the meal. But that's our number one need is people to take meal dates. Okay.
0: And uh, what is that website that people can go to?
2: Uh, the Dallas Community Meals.
0: Okay. Dot com? Dot com. Okay.
2: If you just Google the Dallas Community Meals, it comes up first. First one right there? Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much for sitting and talking. You both are super encouraging. I love to hear your heart for this community and for people in need. It's, it's wonderful to listen to.
2: It's a lot of fun. Community Meals is a ton of fun. You yeah. will go away uh, with a smile on your face mm-hmm. and a warm heart.
0: Yeah. Wonderful.
1: Um, I would also encourage anyone listening, um, particularly amongst our Calvary folks, um, to get in touch with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got another meal coming up on the 8th of August, and as I say, every second Saturday of the month, uh, Calvary does the meal, so you can get in touch with me and um, let me know what date you would like, and uh, we'll get you started.
0: Love it. Thank you both so much. It's been a great chat.
2: Thanks, Joel.
1: Thank you.
0: You can find out more information on how to be involved with community meals at www.communitymeal.com or you can reach out to TU at estonian at gorge.net. Thanks so much for continuing to listen to this Calvary Baptist podcast. Uh, Be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're currently listening. Uh, We try to release a new episode every Tuesday morning. So if you are subscribed, then you will get a notification as soon as we release. If you have any questions or comments, anything that you would like for us to discuss on a future episode of the podcast, you can reach out to me at jvott at calvarythedals.org. Thank you so much.